Welcome to episode one of Tea Time with the Guys. In today's episode, the guys will be doing the William rollout and talking about the thing that almost ended their friendship. We hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tea Time with the Guys, recording as of June 25th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Savon Pena. With me, as always, is the Baylor Bear, the best brown eyes on the Gulf Coast, Junior Ramos. Junior, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. You know, just been playing a little bit of The Last of Us 2. We'll talk about that uh, later. But, I mean, aside from that, man, I've just been chilling. Yeah, same. Um, The biggest thing that's happened today is my team Liverpool won their first Premier League so we'll talk we'll talk touch base on that later but man it's, it's an exciting day for you know, I, for, for you and for me you know yeah man I have to say I have no words right now I love it well anyways guys <clears throat> today we'll be talking about news on our William rollout and the thing that almost ruined our friendship because as of course you know this is tea time with the guys giving you your entertainment when it comes to sports food movies shows comics videos got uh, celebrity gossip and all things tea worthy every week on our website teatimewiththeguys.com or the podcast service of your choice if you want to support your boys give us a follow on instagram at tea time with the guys and of course tell your friends about us so you know we get up and running get some fans going we really appreciate that you can also have your questions read and give us recommendations of things you want to hear about by sending us an email through our website in the contact tab of our website but enough of that let's start with our first ever william rollout And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are not recording live yet. Hopefully we'll someday in the future uh, be able to record live. So any news that we give you guys uh, may be old depending on when you're listening. And so remember that we are recording this as of June 25th. And so, Junior, what do we have on our first ever William rollout? Yes, sir. So William rollout number one, Drew Weisholtz from Today.com. Wrote Disney says Splash Mountain to be completely reimagined after Backlash. So the attraction now will honor another movie, the 2009's Wait for It, The Princess and the Frog. All right, all right, that's what you're doing here, Disney. I mean, Disney's really going out there and saying, "Hey, we're going to give you some more entertainment. We want to touch on the princes that we normally don't really touch on." And now it's it's one of the biggest ones, I would have to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. What does this do for you? Does it make you want to go to, go to Disney and uh, ride, ride some more rides? You know, for me, I personally enjoy roller coasters to an extent. Um, once it starts getting a little too too high, I, I start to uh, just dip out of line and not really want to join. What, what about you? I know your heights are your biggest fear, oh, so I don't know how you really absolutely. feel Absolutely. I will not be going to Disney, not because they're changing it, because I hate roller coasters, I hate rides, I hate heights. You know, it's literally the worst thing in my life. <laughs> you know, you're talking about heights, and now I, I didn't really realize how much you hated heights until I'm. Gonna, I'm sorry for this, but I'm about to flash back to both of us working oh, at gosh. Camp Thurman. Oh gosh! Um, for those of y'all that are listening, in, Camp Thurman is <clears throat> it's a camp here in Pantigo, Texas, um, and we have a bunch of ropes courses and a bunch of great things like that. And <sighs> one of the things as a counselor that you have to accomplish. Is uh, what is it? The the pole, the the power pole. The I will power never, pole. I will never forget the name <laughs> of my worst fear. 
So you basically have to climb up about 30 feet on this light pole. You basically it's a light it's a light pole, and you climb to the top. You stand on it. Your our feet are too big um, to really stand on with both feet, but you have to stand on top and then jump. You are strapped in. I will say you are strapped in, and you're trying to get to a trapeze set. My man here, I mean, soldier nation, let me add, but my man here had to conquer his fear that day. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even say I conquered it. Well, because well, because you got to look at the thing. So who was it? Was it Jethro that was uh, uh, doing my bullet? Was it called Belay? I think it was. I think it was Jethro yeah. and actually Ripstick. Also oh, was yeah. on there. Yeah, so they were both like, "Hey, man, don't worry, we got you." And I was like, "Are you sure this is like three hundred and ten pounds of like pure beef? Y'all got this?" And so like I remember jumping off. I saw them like <laughs> fall forward because they weren't ready for the force. And so you're gonna have to tell me how this scene looked. But I know I passed out. Like I just felt like myself jump and then like next thing i knew i was like on the ground oh i mean i saw it firsthand the harness i thought ripped you in half i thought you were done though and i honest i genuinely got scared i for a second there when we saw you just hit the ground from about five feet because obviously they kind of held you it was a graceful fall but yet yet again it was still a fall but man that's when i knew wow yeah this guy's fear of heights is real so. oh yeah so there are Honestly, a couple of times in my adult life where I've actually, like, peed myself, that was definitely one of them. Because you better believe, after I, like, was conscious and I was on the ground again, I was like, well, I definitely peed myself, so had to go and basically sit in the pool because, you know, I can't swim. So I, like, literally I had to just, like, sit just enough to, like, submerge myself <laughs> so it didn't look like I peed myself, so... Yeah, I hit the power pole. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is the guy who rides the, the teacups or the merry-go-round rather than going on the Titan because he just can't do it. And I will say, I don't like it as much, but if someone tells me, hey, you can't do it, I'm going to have to prove them wrong. And I wish I was more like Savon in sometimes because Savon will just be like, no, I'm good. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, when we, we uh, a couple of years ago when we went to the water park with our um, youth group, I just sat in that lazy pool river, had the best time of my life. Everyone was like, "Man, I feel so. I'm so sorry we left you all alone. Like you must have been lonely." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, I was I was chilling, having time of my life. Got to work my tan, you know. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, the lazy rig- river gets slept on. Honestly, oh, like that absolutely. is the place to be. If you fall asleep and you fall in, you're only falling in about three feet yeah. of water. So you're good. You stand no, up, and you're little, good to go. Yeah, you know, I have my little floaty, and I was ready <clears> to go. But anyways, let's move on to the second on our William rollout. So, Chuck E. Cheese parent company actually files for bankruptcy amid the coronavirus pandemic. Man. Are you going to... Well, how do you feel? Is that childhood gone? Uh, well, among the many fears, I also hated Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know what it was, dude, but that suit, it just drove me crazy. And, like, I, there's literally pictures of me, like, having birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese... And, like, I am literally crying because Chucky's standing next to me. And so, Chucky could go and burn for all I care. Yeah. I Pizza mean, was mediocre. I feel like Chuck E. Cheese was really stretching with the mouse thing. And they were trying to go for this nice mouse. And Mickey already did that. Disney took away the mouse being cute. And now it's just a rat. Yeah, it's like it's a creepy little rat. Wears a little hat. <clears throat> and then your games, you're only going to give me, like, five tickets for this game I spent, like, 20 minutes on. It's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't bother... 
it, it, it was a fun time. You get the tokens. You always try to get the big prize, but at the end of the day, um, hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be plenty, plenty more things to pop up. Uh, moving on, from Emma Stefanski over at Trellis.com, here's everything we know about Season 2 of The Witcher. Sam, you want to touch base on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know uh, you haven't finished all of Season 1 yet, correct? I'm getting so close. I need to finish it. I probably need about three more episodes. Okay. All right, awesome. Then obviously we won't go into spoiler territory since I don't know how many of our viewers have actually watched uh, The Witcher Season 2, or sorry, Season 1. But um, also I had to make this caveat uh, for those of you that um, don't watch things that are quite naughty. The Witcher 1 has some... Uh, so some things that are not family friendly. So I wanted to just give that little disclosure. Yeah, but, definitely um, be careful with yeah. that one. But definitely, I mean, I love The Witcher. So you know, I've read the books. Um, I of course played uh, the video games. So when I first found out about The Witcher, man, I was excited. And then when I said, you know, who's playing playing uh, Geralt Rivera? Oh man, the you, always sexy Henry Cavill. I was like, you know what? I'm in. I haven't seen any episodes, but I'm in. And so, man. Um, the, obviously, uh, for those that have watched it, the show was a little confusing. Um, is, one, because it's based off the books, but two, because the way the show was framed, uh, there was basically different timelines going on, but the show didn't let you know that there was timelines going on, and so you didn't even realize, like, it was going back and forth between different periods in time until probably about, like, the last couple of episodes, because even with me reading the books, I was like, wait a minute, this is, like, not, like... A coherent timeline and so that was absolutely confusing and so here we are from the trillis will the timelines be all jumbled up again probably not the first season of the show was based on the first two books of the witcher series the last wish and sort of destiny which are actually not in the main series but collections of short stories and so um people have to remember that this is a collection of short stories and so even for me i was just like still confused like man why does it keep going like back and forth i'm like really really uh, confused, and so a couple more things that we know based off of this article is the season two will draw from the next book, which is Blood of the Elves, and so that is the actual first official book of the Witcher saga. And so the what we saw in season one was basically a collection of these short stories that lead up to Blood of Elves, and so I am excited, and so hopefully. We'll see some many more characters, but you know you're gonna have your Geralt in there. You know you're gonna have your Triss in there, and so I, I'm I'm excited. And then well, of course, how many times will Geralt, Geralt say "hmm"? <laughs> a lot of times. You know he definitely. Uh, that's one thing that I, I'm glad you mentioned that it was a bunch of short stories because that's what I got from the first episodes I was watching. When you mentioned that that was coming out, I was really excited to watch it because you, you kind of broke it down for me and we played the video games together. I watched you play them and I jumped in every now and then. But I never really understood where the show was going because it was jumping back and forth. Right. But now that you break that down and, and they're actually going to go with the timeline, I think it's going to be a lot better for mm -hmm. the viewer. I would I would say this. I wish season one and two came out together. That way right. you could watch the short stories and then jump right into mm -hmm. the timeline that they're trying to go to. Um, but logically... It makes sense now. I guess after I finish watching these three episodes, I'll get to jump right into season right. two, and it'll completely make yeah, sense absolutely. even more. And as far as this article goes, we don't see an official release time uh, for when a Witcher season two will come out, but we do uh, know that they will resume production in August. But enough about The Witcher, because I could talk about that forever. <laughs> what is next on the William Roller? Yeah, so from, C from CNET.com, widely popular musical... Hamilton is actually coming to Disney Plus on July 3rd. Yes. I know, it's crazy. A new trailer for this, its digital debut releases Sunday. 
So, transport you to Richard Rogers Theater on Broadway. The musical was written by Lynn Manuel Miranda, and it tells the story of U.S. founding excuse me, <laughs> the U.S. founding father. the U.S. founding father Alexander Hamilton, and the movie actually, the stage show, and it was shot in 2016 with the original Broadway cast at Richard Rogers Theater. This show also won 11 Tony Awards in 2016, as well as the 2016. Holster, did I'm saying that right? Yeah, you Prize got Prize in drama. Absolutely. Man, I'm excited. As a guy that's only been able to listen to this on Spotify and not <laughs> actually watch it, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a broke man, can't can't fly out, Broadway and go see this, uh, I'm ready. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually, that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing because I never really was watching so much of this and I never really got into it as much but when you were when this pulled up and you said hey we got to talk about this I said okay let's definitely pull that in there because a lot of our viewers I mean that's what we're all about we really want to cover everything and and look at different topics and genres and and really want to capture everyone's heart I mean absolutely yeah so moving on Last of Us Part 2 released June 19th for, Mm -hmm. for the US and has a meta critic score of 95 of 95 yes sir okay you're gonna have to tell us a little bit about this as you've already been playing with no spoilers oh of course yeah i mean so for um people that know out there so i unfortunately was one of the sad people that saw the spoilers and so stupid the way that i saw the spoilers was because I was watching a YouTube video of a clip from The Office, because, you know, that's what I like to do. I don't like to watch full episodes anymore. I just like to watch <laughs> clips. And so just scrolling through the comment section, and then someone literally, like, showed all the spoilers. And so, like, it, I, like, saw it and knew what it was, but it was just one of the things, like, I just didn't stop reading. And so... It's funny you say that, because my brother was actually... He actually got spoiled on that as well. And the first thing he did was call me and say, hey, make sure Savon stays off social media or anything related to videos because they're dropping spoilers like crazy on this video game. And I was too late. And I apologize oh, yeah, yeah, for that. But no, I don't think fine. there was anything that I could have done to prevent you from seeing that. It was everywhere. Yeah, it was every- Yeah, it was in an office comment section video. Like, yeah. I just don't understand. But anyway, so far, uh, so this isn't a full review because I'm only about 10 or 12 hours in, if that. Yeah, and we're talking about what, like thirty-six hours of gameplay. Yeah, around, yeah, around there. Um, if you're just doing like just a straight story and not really doing any of side quests, but man, I'm impressed with the gameplay so far. You know, uh, just playing as Ellie, she's a lot more agile than Joel was in the first game, and so uh, this game is honestly really, really brutal. And like, man, like I have to honestly like stop playing for a while, just because yeah. like. There will be kind of breaks like where all the action is done and it's kind of toned down and it goes back to the cutscenes of that. And so after that, I'm like, I got to stop for today because this, I mean, this game, man, is just so heavy. This game, uh, sirens are on our end. Sirens are on our end. You're not getting pulled over if you're driving. But um, anyways, man, like this game is a story about revenge. And so within the first 10 hours, I'm seeing that, like, it's just grueling. It's it's just full of blood and anger. But yeah. I understand all that blood and anger. I understand all the anger that Ellie is going through, all this rage that all, this, all the characters are going through. And so, you know, obviously I haven't finished it up, and I don't want to talk about this forever because I could talk about this forever, but we got to move on. But, man, I'm enjoying it so far, even despite the spoiler that I saw. Yeah, I will say... 
the game playing in this, I love the the story behind it. That mm-hmm. it's not just a video game that you're gonna play, but it's one that you're gonna really get invested in. And I think that's what makes this game so good. Is that as someone playing the game, you get so invested in these characters that you can't wait to see what happens at Absolutely. the end of the game. But then it also hurts. Um, and there's so much emotion attached to the game as well when you're playing the game. Like you Absolutely. actually feel the characters' mm-hmm. emotions through it. But I will say, uh, we're. I was watching Savon play the other day, and his wife and my wife were actually in the same room, and they were kind of just looking at the screen like, "Oh my gosh, this yeah. is this is gruesome." Oh yeah, man, it's gruesome. But if you play through the story, you understand the gruesomeness. You yeah. understand just like the gravity of the situation that you're in. And so, yeah, man, like depending on how this ends, this might be a game that sticks with me for a long time. And so, only a few games have done that. Less The Last of Us Part One being one of those games that. To this day, I still think about, and so yeah. I have heavy expectations for this. So we'll we'll see. But moving on, I think uh, this next set of news is uh, some of your favorite for today, Junior. Oh yeah, man. I mean, okay, everyone. I love soccer, but my favorite team, Liverpool FC. They just won the freaking Premier yes, League. They did the first time. The, it's broken. It's over. The curse is over. Liverpool has just won their first Premier League. Yes, they've won Champions Leagues, but we needed the Premier League, and they've done it. They were actually up, save on 20 points. So all, they didn't even have to play today to win the My win gosh. the league. So that's never really been done before. Um, up so much to where records are being broken. And it was funny, I was watching um, after, because today I was watching Man City versus Chelsea, mm-hmm. and we just needed Chelsea to beat Man City. And once that game went through... If Man City, Man City would have won, then we would, Liverpool would have played Man City, and that mm-hmm. would have determined it right there. But because Man City lost to Chelsea, great goal by our American soccer player, by the way, Pulisnik. you got to check him out. The kid is dynamic. If you haven't seen the game highlights, go check it out. Chelsea and Man City, great game. But they, ha- they won it for us, basically. So mm-hmm. thank you, Chelsea. Usually <laughs> rivals, but thank you, Chelsea. We've done it. Um, they've done it. And I was listening to them after the game, and, and it was funny because in, in football, they don't say a dynasty. It's, it's the Americans to, that we really say it's a dynasty. Like right. this team has yeah. won multiple championships, and this is a dynasty. But today on ESPN, they were talking about, is Chelsea the American dynasty? Could they, I mean, I'm sorry, Liverpool. Is Liverpool a dynasty? And I have to say, they're making history. They're climbing up there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be done. Um so that was the biggest news. I'm psyched. They were literally shooting fireworks. I know we're supposed to be staying away from each other, but if you go live to Liverpool, I mean, it's, oh, their, is it crazy? it's their life. There were guys on cars. They were blowing oh up fireworks. Gosh. It was. It's never been done, so these people were going crazy. Um, and all I have to say is they've done it. The Red has done it. And moving on, though, because I could talk about that for yeah. hours because I'm just – I'm still shocked that we've done it. But – um. This is actually kind of sad news. Um, this, is, this, this is good, but but also sad news. It's good, but it's sad, and it's kind of it's just a bittersweet moment because we grew up watching this guy. Absolutely, he's played through four decades of mm-hmm. different. Like he's played in so many different decades. Vince Carter retires after twenty two years in the NBA, and it's kind of sad because I, I'm pretty sure. This is not the way he envisioned his last season to go. Oh, yeah, man. That's got to, like, he's probably sitting at home. He was playing 2K with, with, with his teammates on there. He was like, you know, 
this might be it right here. Yeah, man. And I don't like, want to go out this way, but you know what? It's just sad because we're talking about Vin Sanity, a guy who did so much for the city of Toronto, um, getting drafted from North Carolina, basically just having an electric career. We all know him for his dynamic dunks and, and just insane hops that he's always had. But this guy also carried teams. He did phenomenal. And it's just sad to see him go the way he did. Um, luckily, he made his last shot, but he didn't even get to finish his season. Yeah, man. And uh, he was the oldest uh, player in, in the uh, NBA. So now, uh, now who is it? Udonis Haslam actually is now going to be the oldest player. But Vin Sanity was still dunking and still running up and down oh, the yeah, court. Oh, yeah, man. The man was doing it all, and it's just sad, man. It's really heartbreaking. You, you see a guy that puts so much into the game, and and he's gone now. I mean, we, the cool thing is we really get to see him after basketball. What mm-hmm. is he going to do to basketball after it? He's done so much while playing the game, I can only imagine he's going to do so much after. He did make that amazing, beautiful corner three for the Dallas Mavericks. So thank you, Vince. Eliminating <laughs> the freaking San Antonio Spurs. Love it. Gosh, that was a beautiful moment. So definitely, Vince, you're going to be missed, but we're going to see you on the sidelines oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, man, you know, he might be just in the park someday because, you know, in his comment he said, I'm done with the game of uh, basketball professionally. So, you know, he might be just looking for a pickup game, you know, in Arlington, Texas, you know, on the basketball courts in you the know, park. If hey. I see him at any basketball blacktop, I'm definitely going to play, but I'm pretty sure at the age of 48 50 years old whenever he gets up there he's still gonna cross up i think he retired at 46 so he's definitely one of the oldest players to play but he can still ball um but speaking of ball we're gonna move (laughs) on to i like that more sports but i i honestly can't even i can't believe lavar ball and if if y'all don't know who lavar ball is he's the father of lonzo ball lamello and leangelo yeah, correct. Yeah, so this guy's just crazy. First off, yeah. he said he could beat Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's laughable. Uh, he spoke oh into gosh. existence, I will say. He said that Lonzo would get drafted by the Lakers. He did and he speak did. that into existence. Um, he also said Lonzo was going to be the best basketball player in the NBA in two years. And he's he's good, but don't get me wrong. He's not what his father was saying he would be. But Lonzo is good, and he's getting better and better. So I do love Lonzo Ball. He's great. Um, Lamelo's still trying to get into the NBA, and you know, now he's saying that uh, Jello or uh, Le- sorry, what Melo is actually um, not going to be a good fit for the Warriors. Hmm. Kind of ridiculous. So he said, "My son is a leader, not a follower." And then you have Lamelo getting on. Um, you have Lamelo getting on Twitter saying, "Dad, basically, shut up, oh, <laughs> please stop." So, there's that. I- I'm gonna not even touch base that much on that one, but it's kind of it's insane. Um, moving on, J.R. Smith, top priority for the Lakers in extended free agency. That you know they have a little bit of a gap time to continue uh, finding some spaces. A lot of players are deciding right. not to play because of the Corona. Yeah, absolutely. So I get that they're definitely not doing it. And another quick news, uh, today, Bronny named his top five NBA players minus his own dad because he didn't want to add his dad because they asked him that question while he was playing 2K. And he said, in no particular order, 
Giannis, Harden, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, and KD. No order. I'll let y'all think about that, and, and y'all could send some comments on our Instagram if y'all would like to talk more about that. But just wanted to touch base on that. Even Bronny, those are Bronny's top five. Um, and now, moving on to some sneaker releases. Ooh, here we go. This is another hot topic. I know um, you're. I, I think you're a pretty big fan of the Yeezy. I think you've tried them on. You said they're really yeah. comfortable. Um, but you're more of a Nike guy. I, I am a Nike guy. You know. You know. You, you've got me trying to peek into the shoe game. You know, not like you uh, with your nice little shoe collection. But you know what? You you got me peeking into the abyss of being a shoe collector. So you know, I, I, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I mean, it's slow and steady pace. You gotta go. You gotta do what you gotta do, and and you collect. I always tell people, you buy what you like. Don't just buy something because you think it's overhyped. Right. Um, buy something that you want to actually wear and that you enjoy. So Yeezys. Gosh, Yeezy does it again. Kanye does it again. Releases a shoe and it sells out instantly. And it's the Yeezy Quantum Boremium. The oh. basketball shoe that Yeezy created. It looks like a freaking alien shoe. The Qu- Quantum Barimium. Yeah, yeah, here, you keep talking about it. I'm going to try to pull it up. Sells out completely. So, it came out today, and it was instantly gone. I honestly tried to cop a pair just because I love playing basketball, and I wanted to check it out. Are these, it, are these it right here? That, yep, that's yeah, them here, right yeah, there. Yeah, here, describe it for the kids. Look, look, give them a little bit. Yeah, so you want to go, it's going to be a high-top shoe. It's a basketball shoe. Um, it's going to be a good shoe. It's going to support your ankle very well. It looks like it has a really good heel cup, so that's the biggest support on the shoe is when you're playing basketball, you want a really solid heel cup. It's all about the heel cup so that it can hold your foot in. It's not about how high the shoe is, but really if, that, if your heel can stay in the shoe, you're good to go. Um, it's also going to have a translucent side mesh that right. kind of runs to the side. Oh, is that it right here? Yes. So all you're right. going to have the translucent sole at the bottom, and it's going to have really good grip. Not the herringbone that most a lot of basketball shoes in Nike have, but it's going to have really good grip on that. Uh, Brandon Ingram actually wore this in the All-Star game. And he said that it was really, really comfortable. So we're good with that one. But And then you're going to have, it's going to be a primarily gray and white shoe. Um, very lightweight. And it's the first Yeezy basketball shoe. So Kanye is trying to make his run at basketball now. And I'm, right. I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm excited to see Kanye really stretch out there and try to say, hey, we could do fashion. But I also want to do athletic apparel and see if our shoes can yeah. compare with some of the other ones. I'm um, it. Moving on to the next shoe. This is probably my favorite of the releases that is coming up. And just because that one released on the 25th, I wanted to touch base on something that's going to release on June 27th. And this is the Nike LeBron 7 MVP. The, these right here? Yes, sir. Up? And I already know. You, you probably like these a lot more oh, than Oh, yeah. The these are looking right up my alley. LeBron, you're about to have my money. Yeah, I mean, you have a full zoom at the bottom. These are LeBron shoes. He wore them all the time. And these instantly sold out. Uh, the LeBron 7 Media Day instantly sold out very quickly. So if you're going to want this shoe, I would recommend trying to jump on sneakers and snagging this pair because it's probably going to go off the shelves. This is the LeBron James Media Day 7s. It's, it's really cool. It, it has a tribute to his old um, Cleveland days where the colorway is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it's really cool. You have the swoosh and the gold Cleveland color. And then it's followed by a white all over. But you have full zoom at the bottom. 
I honestly wouldn't play basketball in these as yeah, much. Yeah, those as... look like the, those are. I'm, I'm gonna buy them, put them in a closet, never touch them. Yeah, because I'm scared. Yeah, I I personally have never really worn LeBron sevens to play basketball in, and I probably won't. Um, I might test them out if some people have some recommendations um, for some LeBron shoes. I do have the sixes, and those are okay, but. I prefer more of Kobe shoes, um, RIP. RIP. But I prefer Kobe shoes. Um, they're just low tops, and I love the low tops on those. Um, so, yeah. But, okay, last shoe release, is, and this one's actually a pretty popular one for some people, the Jordan 11 Low Gym Red. How do you feel about these? I know these right here, right? Yeah. I'm not liking it. Uh, I, I'm on the same level with you, man. There's something just looks... Off, I guess. I here, yeah. Describe it to the kids. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why it looks off. Because you have the Jordan 11, which is probably one of the most iconic Jordans ever. Right. I mean, we just saw the Last Dance, and he was rocking these. But the problem that I have with these is either do the Concord, which is the top with with the white and the black. That's the Concord. But then they threw the breads in there. So this to me should have been the top part of it should have been. It should have been all black and then yeah. with the red. Um, kind of like this one here, but like the breads. But this is like a Concord mixed with the sole of a bread, and I'm not liking it. And yeah. it's also a low top, so I'm not yeah, super yeah, excited Yeah, I think it's like, that. yeah, low top just like threw it off for me. Now, I will say the low top 11s in the snakeskin were probably my favorite ones. Um, but other than that, not my favorite, but it's out there. And yeah, it's, it's like it's, the, yeah, it looks like the one that's going to get my money is going to be the LeBron. Oh, yeah. That's probably going to get my money, too. So, Sam, why don't we toss it over to some upcoming releases that are coming out? Absolutely. And so, we got some upcoming releases for you guys. In case you know, you need some other form of entertainment other than uh, Tea Time with the Guys. And so, on Netflix, coming out June 26th is going to be Home Game. And that's a docuseries. And it's uh, here's a caption for it. Never heard of Voodoo Wrestling? Well, this sports docuseries highlights unique sports being played across the globe that you may not be familiar with. And so, oh. might have to add that one to the list personally. And then July 1st, we have Unsolved Mysteries. This is also a new docuseries. This is a true story from the files of Unsolved Mysteries. You're about to hear that classic phrase again. Now, the Stranger Things showrunner, Sean Levi, is rebooting the Unsolved Mysteries for the streaming service. As you may remember, the series explored cold cases, paranormal events, and it will continue to follow that format and reenactment documentary format with 12 new episodes. Yeah, so, that's going to get binged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That will that will be binged. Well, we'll probably be watching that together. Yeah, man. Honestly, that's very interesting. Huh. Yeah. So, here. Uh, now we got Hulu. Coming out Hulu June 25th, which is today. Once we're brothers, Robbie Robertson and the band. I have no clue what that is or what that means. There's not a caption. <laughs> Come on, Hulu. You got you to step your game up. And then, Junior, did you ever see oh the new gosh. Charlie's Angels? Because that is also Day. coming out today, June 25th. Okay. For, I'm going to just say two things. First off, don't sleep on Hulu. I love Hulu. Um, they do need to pick up their game on, on uh, what they're uh, going to yeah. talk about. Like, what, I need a description, Hulu. I do understand that, but I need a description. But Charlie's Angels, I didn't want to watch this movie when it first came out. I'm not really? going to lie to you. It looked very bad. The original one, I was oh, like... Oh, I love the original one. Yeah. Lu oh. Lucy Liu, and I can't remember who the other two were, but Lucy Liu, I love her. Well, it was uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. There, yeah, Drew Barrymore there. was one of them. And then uh, Cameron Diaz. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that it? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was so. it. So I wasn't really excited about this, but now that it's on Hulu, I'll totally watch it. All right. I didn't, I didn't want the Charlie's Angels 2019 to get my money in the theater. But that's, now that's they can fair. get my Hulu subscription, and I'll pay them through yeah. that. Yeah, I guess we'll see that. And then June 29th, we have Carrion, if I'm saying that correctly, C-A-R-R-I-O-N, yeah. Carrion. Don't know what that is. No description. Uh, Come I on, no, Hulu. I have Every no clue up. what that is, actually. And then June 30th, The Gallows Act 2. So I'm not sure if you need to see The Gallows Act 1 in order for this to make sense, but there you go. Next up is uh, One for the Money, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Dude, how many Mission Impossibles? Can, can you give me a quick uh, search on that? How many Mission Impossibles there have been? Because yeah. I haven't seen the recent one that had uh, Henry Cavill in it. Because, man, I saw the trailer for that one. And he was, like, in the bathroom. Then he, like, took off his jacket. And he, like, basically, like, did this, like, thing with his arms where he was just, like, getting them ready. And I was like, all right, Henry Cavill is about to, about to blow some smoke up. <laughs> Dude, there is... Eight Mission Impossible movies. I mean, I guess as long as Tom Cruise does his little Tom Cruise run, he's gonna he's gonna keep making them. As long as Tom Cruise is alive, I think he's gonna keep doing his movies. Uh, broken ribs and all. Did you see that last yeah. filming when he tried to make that jump? Yes, and then Tom, twist. you're not in your twenties, man. I know, man. You still got your Tom run, but you, but you don't got the athleticism anymore, man. Dude, like, please use your stunt double. Is all I That's want. That's what like, I'm saying. What are you doing? You just broke your Foot going right into the wall. <laughs> then anyway, so Six Souls is this is still June thirtieth. Six Souls and that's my boy. Don't know what those are either. And then finally on Prime Video, you know what? Prime Video Prime Video is starting to come up a little bit. Their movies leave a little bit to uh, be, be desired, but they're starting to come up. Uh, so June thirtieth for Prime Video, we got The Gallows Act Two, which is also on Hulu. Easy, easy. I see a little war going on here. They also got Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol coming on. One for the money. And Junior, our freaking childhood right here, man. <laughs> Spy Kids wait, 1, but then I guess we just skip over 2, which I like 2, because we're only releasing Spy Kids 1 and 3, game over. So I don't know what's going on now, there. Is Spy Kids 3 game over the one that... It, I got the DVD of that one. Is that the one that came with the 3D glasses? That was the movie that was 3D. You know, oh, you, got, you got the bubbles coming in your face, and you're trying to pop the bubbles. Yes. And oh. then, and then, um, I think the Spy Kids four. They had like the one where, um, if you bought it on DVD, it had like the little scratch stickers. And so, whenever they like did something with smells, you had to like do the little scratch sticker. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, I remember that. I remember my dad came home and got that because I really wanted it, and we like literally put it instantly in the DVD, and went to town, put our glasses on, and let me just say. 3D movies have come a long way. Oh yeah, but I don't know if I if I like them. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Just like it's just weird. And then, but the problem with me, you know, I got glasses, and then I'm like, how do I wear these? Do I put these like on over? Like, do I just like suffer through the movie? And it's like, help a brother out. Give me some clip-ons or something. I don't know. Man. Yeah, they they got to do something about that for sure. I don't have to put all my contacts when I go to the movies. I wanted to go back real quick because I didn't hear anything about Carry On either. Um, I think it's a scary movie. All right. Um, it's a young woman shows up on her cousin's doorstep after a 10-year absence as dark events from the past resurface. Someone in the woods follows their every move. So I'm going to go ahead and say hard pass for me. Yeah. Here, here you, got, you got your volume on? Uh, let's, yeah. let's play a little bit for the kids. Just, just a little bit. I'll tell you when I have enough since I get scared. What we got here? All right. So we got, we, we, we got, we got an ad. I'm going to go past the ad. Hi, everyone. Yeah, we're gonna go past the ads a little bit. 
Let's get past the ads. We got some some chains. I'm not I'm not feeling this, man. You got a creepy guy laughing in someone's ear. Walk through a weird field. Weird oh, photograph. Weird photograph. I'm not into. Got a guy in a weird uh, the cre- creepo van. Creepiest drive-by. Okay. Oh gosh. She just got dragged. Some that guy. Looks like a knockoff Adam Sandler. <laughs> was that the guy from Jurassic Park? I think it. No, 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 no. That no. tire definitely was from the 90s. Yeah, this definitely oh. looks like a 90s horror movie. What don't we know? Dude, something's gonna pop out. Okay, no, that's it. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's definitely a hard pass uh, from us. But thank you for uh, showing the kids that. Honestly, I'm a little shocked still. But if, if y'all watch that, uh, let me know how it is, uh, and then you know I, I'm not I gonna watch, watch it. it but no, I'm not, not gonna watch it. But. Yeah, I'll probably watch it with the lights on and every window wide open and my back to the wall. But anyways, enough of that scary business, Junior. Let's get into the main topic. Oh. Even though we are 17 minutes past the time <laughs> we wanted for the William rollout, it's never too late, Junior. Are you ready to tell the people about the episode title, The Great Divorce? And, and for full disclosure, neither one of us were getting divorces, so don't worry. It just almost caused a divorce. Junior, are you ready? It's going to bring up some bad memories for us, too, but we got to let the kids know. we got to tell them. I don't even know if I'm ready to talk about this. Man. It's still really it, like you know? fresh. You know, because we we got all this anticipation, we got all this build up, and they're about to be let down. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the Great Divorce is freaking Mario Party for the Nintendo Switch, Junior. This game has almost ruined us. I just, I, I can't even go into it. It's, it's its eleventh installment. Of and, the Mario Party series, good night. And the creators of Mario Party did this to ruin lives. Oh, absolutely. They added bonus stars to the end so that your wife can want to slap you for winning from oh not doing gosh. anything. Hey, you know what? I worked hard. But but, but for, for, for those of you that have never stepped into the realm of, uh, of the hole that is Mario Party... Let's just give them a little like brief synopsis. So, you know, you got your Mario, you got Luigi, you got your Peach, so you got all these Mario characters, and you're playing board games, and so you're going through these board games, and your whole objective is to get these stars, and you buy them from freaking Toadette. I really wish you could play as Toad and Toadette, though. No, this game made me hate Toadette. <laughs> so, Toadette, she has the stars you're looking for to win the game. As soon as one person buys the star for 10 coins, she flutters off to another spot on the board. And, you know, usually she goes right in front of Junior after Junior buys his first star and is already in the lead. She'll just go, like, right in front of him and then can buy another star. Yeah, side note, everyone. I have the most wins in this game, so I get the most hate. But I, it still hurts when I get the hate. You know what? Because that game caters to you. I, I know that's not possible, <laughs> but every fiber in my being tells me that this game caters to you. Especially when you pick Mario. Because then the game's like, oh, Mario... 
Mario's got to win all the time because it's Mario. And so it, who, this game caters to you. Who wouldn't pick Mario when you're playing Mario Party? Literally anyone else that wants the cool dice. Oh, yeah, so every character has these cool-looking dice, and so the dice kind of range. And so let's say for Mario, his dice is uh, what? Uh, uh, three, what? three, three, five, and six. Yeah, something stupid. Or, yeah, it's pretty great, actually. It's one, three, 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 and then five and six. And I hate it. It's and- very consistent. You stick with Mario, and you win the game. But no. We, everyone else tries to go for the cute characters that have minus two coins, minus three coins, no spaces, three spaces. You know what? Me and my boy Bowser, we are running through, and sure, you know, my boy Bowser, he, he's got a high risk, high reward. You're you literally 0-3 with Bowser. I am 1-3. You've yeah. only won with, with yeah. uh, what's his name? What's the... Monty! You only won with Monty Mole. My boy Monty Mole coming through, ladies and gentlemen. Monty Mole. Here, I want to describe Monty Mole for those of you that have never seen my boy Monty Mole. So obviously, he's a mole, and his name is Monty. But my (laughs) man has got these nice little two whiskers on each side of his cheek, his little buck teeth, little white belly. And when he beats you at a minigame, he stares into your soul and lets you know that he beats you. He walks on your grave. Monty's a punk. He barely he waddles to every space. It takes him forever to get from point A to point B. And every time you get to smash him with one of the hammers, it brings me joy. Man, don't sleep get on it, boy Because you're like smashing moles. Yeah, don't you disrespect Monty it's with great, your man. horrible joke. How dare you. No, but the other night I did win with Bowser Jr. Me and my, did. Bowser me and my boy. Bowser Jr. pretty solid. Me. I will tell you who's not solid. Freaking Donkey Kong. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I, I gotta paint the scene. So we're all in Junior and Hannah's living room. They're sitting. We're playing the game. We we got Donkey Kong. Junior's trying to win with Donkey Kong. And so, let, let, let me read off For Donkey, the record, Donkey Kong. I did win with Donkey Kong in one game. In one game, yes. But this was the worst. Oh, yeah. So Donkey Kong's dice, so his character dice, is plus five coins... A zero space, a zero space, a zero space, a ten, and a ten. And so we're playing your typical Mario Party game, going through the boards. And so all of us are moving. Danica, Hannah, and I are fighting over stars. And Junior did not move the entire game. So there's ten rounds. Nine rounds, Junior did not move. And then finally, round ten, what was Did you actually roll your ten? I rolled my ten on the last one. And you lost. You came dead fourth place because you refused to use the regular dice the game gives you. I wanted to win with Donkey Kong's dice, and it backfired tremendously. And I wanted to prove a point to myself, and I did. Never used Donkey Kong again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No one's touched him since. But, Junior, let's talk talk about that first time that uh, I walked into your house with this Nintendo Switch. It was was not... not, Oh, was it beautiful? I guess it wasn't beautiful for... Me on my ride home. I don't know. It was a beautiful afternoon. The weather was popping. Oh, you're like going way back to the beginning. It was really good. It was a great day to have friends over. We decided, hey, let's do this thing. We've never played Mario Party before. And then it all broke loose. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought my wife wanted to slap me in the face. I thought Savon wanted to rip my head off. And, And Savon's wife, Danica, I thought was going to ram her car over my body. Dude, me and Danica did not 
speak on the way home. <laughs> like, we did not. I turned on the car. I looked straight as we drove home at, what was it, 2 in the morning? As we drove home at 2 in the morning, I didn't even look in her direction because I was disgusted with her. And she was disgusted <laughs> with me. We did not say a word. Got home, you know, got got ready for bed. Just looked at her, looked her up and down like with disgust, turned off the lights, I went to bed, and then talked to her. You see, there's a difference between being competitive and then just wanting to kill someone. And Mario Party brings that out. I just want to say that. There's opportunities to steal stars in this game. And when you steal from someone, it's like you're stealing their actual soul. Yes. And I think that's what hurts them so much oh yeah because you work so hard to get to toadette get your star and then literally like a turn later you pay your 30 coins and it's like oh who do you want to steal a star from and then you always target me you always steal my star every single time i don't want to hear it differently you target me and i don't know why i was chilling in last place with one star your wife was in second place with three stars and you steal mine you kick a guy while he's down you basically take Monty's face and you rub it in the dirt. Well, I can't take it from my wife because then I'll hear about it. And I can't take it from your wife because then I'll hear about it. I have to take it from you because you <laughs> I'm in fourth place, man. Let me live. I can't. I got to just eliminate everybody and just Like, do you win. see Monty when Monty is sad? Like, how can you just take a star from Monty like that? I, I can do it because I don't want to die. That's that's the problem we have, and and ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, we are not gonna play Mario Party for probably a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah. The, so this past week we played, and so there's also a version. So you play your, you know, your classic when you're on the board, and it's all uh, one for all. And then we went to the partner board, and so you can split to two teams. So Junior and I know we we're rocking our Mario and Luigi. And then Danica and Hannah were rocking, you know, their Daisy and Peach. And so, they had the game in the bag. I mean, they walked away with the victory. They had about three stars. Uh, we only had a... We did have 170 coins. No stars. But no and stars. You, and you win this game with stars. We had no stars. They blocked us off from getting any stars. Their strategy was perfect. Oh, it, yeah. They locked us out from getting any stars, and I was like, we're not going to win. We tried to outsmart them so many times, and they outsmarted us. With their, They backfired on us every time. But what what happened, <laughs> Samon? Oh, so it's, it's the, so it's the end of the game, ladies and gentlemen. And so you go to your little ceremony when you're when you're sitting on a little plateau. or Yeah, plat, platinum plateau, whatever. Words are hard today. And then so Toadette and Toad are giving away the bonus stars. We got all the bonus stars to win the game. Junior, I've never seen them so livid. The look of disgust in their face. I I couldn't even look their direction because I could feel the hatred. Oh yeah, like you just felt the heat from just the full forced anger that arose like they they had in the back i thought we both thought they had in the everyone in that room thought they had in the bag yeah and then toe and toe head just like oh yeah here's some stars and you have more coins than them because if you if you have a tie on stars the the coins is what the, the tiebreaker is and so us chilling with our 170 stars got us to w i think what gets me is the mini games 
our wives take that so seriously, and I'm over here just chilling, and I end up winning because I'm just chilling, or Savon ends up winning, and they want to rip our throats off. There's a mini game in there. I don't know what it's called. Pie, pie, or pie in the face. Oh yeah, the pie, so it's like a little pie war, yeah. And I swear, <laughs> they are throwing those pies with their characters at my character and Savon's character. I think that's actually us. But they're really putting us there, and they are just launching them at our faces, and it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah, dude. I, honestly, like I thought Monopoly brought out the worst in people, but no, like. Super Mario Party, like, brings out the worst in people, or at least the worst in me. I mean, especially in this quarantine now, can you imagine if we were completely locked down and the only thing we had to entertain ourselves was Mario Party? There'd probably be, like, some some beatdowns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, like, there were times, like, I don't want to look at you just because you just, like, destroyed my life. You took all my coins so I can buy the star, vice versa. Like, yeah. it, it's a dirty game. It turns good people into bad people. And, and I've also had my rough times. I definitely have lost and have really despised the other person for winning. Um, Hannah and I had a similar situation where we didn't even want to talk to each other after a, a, a good amount of time, man. Like, I went to bed. You, you need a like, breather. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't even look at you right now. I, you're just, and you can't look at me, so. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I used to think that. I guess, I guess when you get older, man. Like, I don't even think it's when you get older. I think Mario Party. Can literally just destroy you in general. Absolutely, but I will say this: I I love Mario Party, you know, because you got my wife who's who's not a gamer at all. You got you who's more of a casual gamer. Hannah, I would say she's the same as Danica, and then you got me the the hardcore gamer. Yeah. And I think this game's for everyone because I I was cocky when I first brought brought it over. I was like, oh, these people don't play video games. I got this on lockdown. But Mario Party is set up in such a way like literally anyone can win. And yeah. at the end of the day, I appreciate that about the game. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we've all won. We've all had fun, and that's the biggest thing. Is like when you're having fun. You kind of go back and you laugh about everything that went on during the game because you're like, was I really mad that Yoshi stole Mario's star? Or is Koopa Troopa really going to step on me and take my coins? Like, when you, when you say it out loud, you're like, okay, yeah, we're a little too much. But I think what happens is we put ourselves in the game, and that's what I'm going back to. The Last of Us is you put yourself in a game, man. Absolutely. Man, any game that can get you as the player to, like, actually invest <laughs> and start loving or even hating, like, what's happening, you got to win. And so, yeah, I'm playing as Bowser Jr. In my head, I'm Bowser Jr. Yeah, I'm this little, tiny little dragon thing with a little baby bib on me <laughs> that has nothing because I'm in fourth place. But, yeah, everyone's going to take my coins even though I'm in the last place. And I'm like... My friends just robbed me. I think like, they didn't. They didn't rob Bowser Jr. They robbed Savon Pena, and I'm tired of it. I think all the listeners now are going to associate your voice with Bowser Jr. with the little bib. Now that you just said that, <laughs> I mean, dude, he's so cute. Him, him he is monster. adorable. But Boo would be cute if he just didn't stick his tongue out. Yeah, like creepy he, little ghost. He's got to chill with that. All in all, though, Nintendo, great job. Keep it up. But can we also add another? Just, just a little shout out to Nintendo. We need to get rid of the bonus stars. Well, here's the thing. So I was looking up the other because I remember when I used to play with my friends, like on the earlier ones, you could turn off the bonus stars. So I was like, surely I could turn them off here. 
This is one of the first ones where the bonus horse can't be turned off. Hmm. So they want everyone to win. Oh, yeah. So you're saying, you're, you're literally telling me right now that Mario Party is like the YMCA. Absolutely. Where everyone wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get your little participation trophy, you get your little participation stars, and what do you know? If you get all your stars, you may come back from fourth place all the way to first place. Like nothing. See, that drives me crazy. Like I, I, that's what that's what ruins friendships and marriages, ladies and gentlemen. When the person has nothing yet, they get everything. Like, what is that? I, I don't, I don't get it anymore. But anyways, oh. that's enough about Mario Party, and that's enough of episode one of Tea Time with the guys. Everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for the support. And like I said earlier, please uh, give us some support by telling your friends about us. Just let them know we're just two guys just trying to have fun, just trying to uh, make it in this podcast world. And so we appreciate all the support. Next episode, we will be coming to you not live, but on the microphone from Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> with our special guest, Trevor Gentry, one of our closest friends. And our main topic, ladies and gentlemen, will be over which Marvel movie is the best Marvel movie in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be a heated debate. We might laugh. We might cry. We might hate each other. I'm so excited, man. I'm excited excited for our our vacation, and I'm excited to see our buddy, but I'm less excited to rip his list to shreds. (laughs) Yeah, so me and you are going to have to figure something out, because I think we have a pretty much similar list. So, so we'll have to figure something out. So I don't want us want us to be tag team and Trevor, but so no, we'll, no, no. we'll have to. No, I'm gonna come at you because I know you, you have some movies pretty high up there that I'm a little eh about. That's but fair. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm Savon Pena, and this is Junior Ramos, and this is Tea Time with the Guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Stay spicy.